I see some that need the Holy Ghost, but I see many who need to repent. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, unless you repent, amen, you'll all likewise perish. Amen. I didn't come to preach on repentance today, but I will preach on it. Amen. And so don't be afraid to repent. Amen. Repent means a change. How many needs change in your life? Amen. I've got to be changed. And here's something else is my last, whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost when I say this. The last time I repent is when I'm changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I'm leaving this whole world behind. You think about that, that's powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Repent means to change. I'm changing. Well, hallelujah. I said I'm changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And I'm staying full of the Holy Ghost. I said, there's nothing that's going to separate me. I've got a determination in my spirit like never before. Hallelujah. I've got a determination in my spirit. I'm living for God. Amen. I don't care who lives for God. I love you, but I'm living for God. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to pray with you. I'll pray you through. I'll help you repent. But I'm going to heaven. You better hear this preacher today. You better get some repentance in your walk with God. Amen. That when the Holy Ghost convicts you of things you've been doing, you say, God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. Amen. That's all it takes. This is just a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. Well, hallelujah. I said that's all it takes. It's just a good old-fashioned praying through. Pray until all heaven hears you. Amen. Say, God, I'm not stopping until you hear my prayer. That's why you got to repent because sin will separate you from God. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is the transformation power. When you go to heaven, it's because you've got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Second, oh, I'm going to Ephesians chapter 6. Praise God. Amen. We had good meetings yesterday. Praise God. And uh, sometimes having meetings is kind of like chewing on a cardboard box. They're kind of dry sometimes. But yesterday I felt the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were sitting there talking about Sunday school, and I thought, God, we're going we're gonna to have a, a greater Sunday school than we've ever had. Amen. We're going to have a greater church than we've ever had. Amen. More people filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I'll tell you right now, church, we're in spiritual warfare. And if you're not fighting the battle, amen, you just say, okay, what's wrong in my walk with God? Because the devil, when you start serving God, the devil has a personal vendetta against you. Amen. I was talking to the teachers. Don't worry, you'll sit down for a, a, a while today. I don't, I don't know. My, my notes are long, and so that might mean I preach short. But I, I told the teachers yesterday, I said, teachers, you have to pray. Amen. I said, you have to uh, stay on top of your walk with God. And... Uh, uh, brother, um, uh, help me again with his name. One of you helped me yesterday with his brother um, in Tulsa that preached that at Peak. Brother Dykes. I, I never can remember his name for some reason. Praise God. Amen. But uh, he preached a message at Peak one year, and it's been, it's been I don't know, four or five years ago, possibly longer. I, I lose track of time, but... The, Sometimes messages are preached, and they're good messages, and, and I don't always remember every message. But he preached that message to, that day, and, uh, and they have an acronym in the military. It's called HVT, or a high-value target. And uh, uh, 
Osama bin Laden obviously obviously was a uh, high value target, and they took him out. And uh, don't ever mess with the law. You mess with the law, you'll either go to jail or they'll kill you. Amen. Uh, they, you're, when you mess with the law, you're under the law, and so the law is black and white, and they'll they'll treat you like a criminal if you're acting like one. Amen. That's why the church doesn't get involved with all these protests. Well, praise the Lord. We're, we're looking for a revival. I'm not getting involved with protesting Canada. I'm not getting involved with protesting the United States. Uh, I'm getting involved with having revival. It's time for revival. It's time to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. Hey, church, you're a high-value target, and the devil will use any means he can to keep you from doing the will of God in your life. Yeah, man. Amen. And so I'm not interested in what this world has to say, what this world's doing. Everything they're doing is to try to Prop up something that has failed. And I'll, I'll tell President Trump that. I, and I, I liked him. I voted for him. But he's trying to prop up something that has failed. Any nation that forgets God, God forgets them. Oh, yeah, that's the word of God. Amen. And... Uh, uh, you are a prized possession to God. You have been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. One man that laid down his life for his friends. Everybody, everybody put, put your finger on your chest there and say, I'm the friend of God. You're so much a friend of God that he laid his life down for you. Amen. He didn't have to do it. He did it because he wanted to see you saved. Amen. He wanted to see your sins washed away in baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. He wanted to see you filled with the Holy Ghost. And the day that you declared in front of this whole church, I got the Holy Ghost. You, you know what the declaration is? Is that you're speaking in tongues just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Amen. You don't come up here and shake the preacher's hand. You don't join this church with signing a card. Amen. You got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. That's the only way you can get into heaven. And so the day that happened, the devil, he declared you enemy number one. And so, yes, you say, I feel pressure sometimes, pastor. I feel like the devil's fighting me. I'll just stand here and tell you today, he is fighting the church of the living God, but we are victorious. I said we are victorious, hallelujah, by the blood of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Ghost, we have the victory. I said we have the victory. Amen, this world is down here. Amen, they're playing around on this level. But when I stepped into the realm of the spirit, when I got baptized in Jesus' name, I stepped my level up. I went up a little further in Christ Jesus. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, in the Holy Ghost. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against moms and dads, brothers and sisters, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand when? February 13, 2022. 
You say, when's the evil day going to happen in my walk with God right now? Wake up. You're in spiritual warfare. Right now. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Then it says right there, colon. This is the key to all of what we just read. Praying. Everyone said praying. Always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. In the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, we need your help. God, we thank you, Lord, for your people that have come into this house. God, to receive faith preached into their spirit. God, I ask you to anoint my lips today to preach the word of God, to teach the word of God. And God, that the anointing would destroy the yoke. God, that is trying to come against apostolic faith tabernacle. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Well, God, I'm asking you right now to do a work in this service God, that you would come forth, oh God, and show yourself mighty on the behalf of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord God, oh God, is there anybody helping me pray here today? Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. I'm going to start out, first of all, today with the blood of Jesus Christ. Anybody heard from Sister Willard? Amen. She's sick? Amen. We're going to pray at the end of the service. Amen. We are living in a day and time that uh, the blood of Jesus is just a uh, once a year uh, church service at Easter or at Passover. Some, some churches celebrate Passover and it's just a tradition or a formality or a remembrance. But I don't want the things that God has given to the church to be just a tradition. I want it to be a way of life. Uh, come on, somebody. Do you want the blood of Jesus in your life helping you and covering you and cleansing you? Uh, hey, man, the blood of Jesus is just not something that is uh, uh, an option. I've got to have it every day. Uh, I've got to have the blood in my life cleansing me and healing me uh, and protecting me, a hedge about me. Hallelujah. Jesus be a hedge uh, all around me every day. Day. Hallelujah. How many want that hedge about you in your walk with God? Amen. I want that in my walk with God. I've got to have his precious blood. Jesus Christ didn't go to Calvary. Amen. He didn't take the stripes on his back and he did not have the nails pierced through his hands and through his feet.
feet. He did not have, amen, a spear thrust into his side where the blood and the water ran out, which is a representative of water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't do those things in vain. He did it for the cleansing of you and me and whosoever will. I've come to preach today. Amen. I've come to reach for you today that there is salvation, that there is redemption, and there is restoration. If you don't have the blood in your life, you better get it. If you've let the blood dry up, you better get it freshened back up. Oh, come on, somebody. Hey, man, don't let the blood of Jesus become just a story or just something that you read on your Bible reading chart. But God, I've got to have your blood today in my life. I've got to have it tomorrow, God, because your blood cleanses us. Reading in my Bible, I've been reading about sacrifices, and they are numerous. I said numerous throughout the Old Testament, that they brought a sacrifice for sin. They brought a sacrifice for peace. They brought a sacrifice to be reconciled. They brought a sacrifice for redemption. They brought a sacrifice of thankfulness. They brought a heave offering, amen, to worship the Lord with. And and it was not just any old sacrifice. They didn't bring God just their second best or their third best. But the Bible commanded them, the law commanded them, you bring your best to God, not what you've got left over. Amen. When God called you out of darkness in the marvelous light, he didn't call you, amen, to give just second best, but I've given my all. I've given everything that I've got, amen, to the kingdom of God to see more people filled with the Holy Ghost that if God saved me, he can save another person. If God delivered me, he can deliver another person from smoking cigarettes. Amen. Another person from doing drugs and alcohol. Come on church. I'm preaching to you today that the blood has not lost its power. Everything in this world loses Momentum. There's nothing that has constant motion. Now, evolution will try to teach you otherwise, but it's not true. There's only one thing that will never lose its power, and it's the blood of Jesus Christ. The world always talks about renewable energies. And that you're going to run out. And that you may not have enough. And that in order to have more, they've got to raise the interest rate to try to balance out everything that's going on right now. And the world's topsy-turvy, but what has remained the same is the church, is God, is his blood. Amen. Everything's still just flowing along. Amen. You know why? It's because Calvary, amen, was the highest point, amen, of salvation. Amen. And God raised himself up on the cross. Oh, you say, man, oh yeah, but God said, hey, I'm going to come as the man, Jesus Christ. I'm going to become the sacrifice. I'm going to lift my hands and lift my voice. And I'm going to see the salvation of this world through my sacrifice. And that blood has not lost its power. The blood of Jesus has not diminished. The blood of Jesus will still set you free. 
and try to do it your own way. And the blood will stand in your way. People say, well, I'm just going to do it my way. And the Bible says that you trample the blood of Jesus afresh. You crucify the Lord of glory afresh. And so what we have to do, here's the thing. In order to be saved, you have to do it through the blood of Jesus. In order to stay saved, it's by the blood of Jesus. Oh, don't worry, I'm going to get to the Holy Ghost too. But you've got to understand, you've got to have the blood of a spotless lamb. You can't make sacrifice for yourself. You can't make sacrifice for you can't make homage and pilgrimage. You can't, uh, uh, you can't buy your way into this, uh, nor buy your way out of it. Uh, because my Bible says that uh, once you have tasted uh, of the goodness of God, uh, it would be better that you had never tasted uh, than to have tasted of it and turn your back on it. Uh, oh, I'm reaching for you here. I, I believe in restoration, but I'm laying a foundation here today so that you understand uh, that when you got into the church, uh, when you come into the, 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 the most high uh, holy place, uh, amen, that God has chosen for the church, uh, amen, that you didn't just step into any old place, uh, but you stepped into Mount Zion. Uh, you stepped into the city uh, of the living God, into an innumerable company of angels. Uh, you've come uh, to a place like no other. And you'll never be the same. I said never, never, never be the same. People come to this church and they walk out and they're, 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 they're touched by God. But they never allow God to change them. But then there's the church that sits here today that you have come into the family of God. You've been born into the family. You've been changed. You've been transformed. How many is hearing me today? You've been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And once you are transformed, you can never go back to the way that you used to be. Jesus said that if you, if you leave your house empty, garnished and swept, that eventually there'll come a devil that used to have you and he'll bring seven other devils with him and he'll knock on your door. And I said he'll come back to you and you won't be like you were before. My Bible says you'll be seven times worse, amen, than you were the first time. That's why I've got to stay close to the blood of Jesus. I've got to stay close to the cross. I've got to stay close to my Savior. I've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. That's why the church is a separated people. We're not like the rest of the world. I don't look like the world. I don't fit in like the world. I don't cut my hair like the world. Ladies, you grow your hair long and don't cut your hair. Have you ever noticed, you ever noticed in the world the devil's not just happy with someone trimming off the dead ends? Pretty soon they look like my haircut. 
Then they start to get a little swagger in their step. And then all of a sudden, the femininity is gone. Am I preaching to you today? You know what, men? We're separated unto God. Whether the world has it or don't have it, I'm living for God just like you see me today. You say, Pastor, why are you preaching like this? Because you're in a warfare. And if you're not separated to God, the devil is taking pot shots at you. There are certain places I won't go. And it's not a sin to go there. But you know, I just say to myself, you know what? I just don't need that. There's people that I love that they're not going to hang out with me. Because I've got beautiful children, Brother Joel, that someday you're going to have to take the same stand that mom and dad did, Sister Victoria, that the way you were taught that you got to protect your children. I can remember, I can remember my mom and dad trying to help a young lady. And my sister and I loved her like a big sister. Very sad she's gone today. But there came a day when my dad says, you know, I've helped you as long as I can help you. And now it's your turn to walk life. He said, get a job, get an apartment, and get out of my house. You say, why are you saying it like that, Pastor? Because everybody in here, you have to understand something. You've got to protect your household. And when you bring someone in your house, they might be the best person in the world, but they might drag ungodly spirits with them. Man, that wasn't in my notes. It's getting quiet, but that's all right anyhow. You know what I am to this church? Is I'm your shepherd. While I'm not coming to live in your home to monitor what you do, you better hear what I preach in this pulpit. Amen. And you better take it home with you and say, you know what, in my house this is the way we're going to live. It's just like the man of God said to live. Dad, Mom, you got a responsibility to protect your household. Amen. And that's not just uh, from physical or spiritual, but you better pay attention as to what's coming in. Uh, amen. Whether it's on a telephone or an electronic device, uh, because in this day and age, uh, there's so much filth uh, and trash. Uh, you better watch out uh, for your soul. This morning, you say, Pastor, do you get on YouTube? If it's to learn something, yes, I'll look at it. But I refuse to watch entertainment. Why? There may be nothing wrong with it, but you can slip into something that is very wrong. Don't sit there and stiffen up on me. I'm not ignorant concerning Satan's device. 
You better watch out with your children on Facebook or Instagram. I'll just, I'll just go as far to say this, is that there was an article, and if you want to know what the article is about, I'll tell you after church, but there was an article I read that the perverts are using the hashtags on all these different types of social media to destroy young people. Everybody 18 years and age, down, stand up. If you're, if you're under 18, stand up. They, they said in this article that they are overt. That means they're openly trying to destroy everybody under 18 with their perverseness in the hashtags. They don't care if it's home cooking. They don't care if it's whatever it is. They're perverting it so that maybe peradventure some of our young people would fall into the trap. You know how they catch, you know how they catch wild animals with traps? Is they take a trap and they don't just lay it out on the ground. They take dirt and they very carefully cover it. They take grass and they very carefully covered up. They take cover scents. They dip the trap. Amen. A trapper dips his trap into scent killing liquid so that when he, lay, he takes rubber gloves and he opens that trap up, he sets the catch. Amen. And when he leaves, he takes scent and he puts it over his scent. They're very wily in trapping an animal and that's the way that this world has become in trying to infiltrate our young people. Amen. They are trying to do, mom and dad, you've got to be that buffer zone between your children and the world. I'll still tell you what to do. Amen. You say, why do you do that? Embarrass your child. I'm not embarrassing my children. My children know I love them. I tell my children every day, except for maybe Joel and Victoria, because I don't talk to them every day on the phone. I should. Forgive me, son. But I tell them every day, hey, I love you. Have I told you today that I love you? You know why I do that? It's so that my daughter knows what true love is. And some perverted, filthy man of this world don't come and, ooh, I love you, Ella. Kick him, slap him, scratch him, poke their eyes out. I'm serious. I'm very serious. Because this world, amen, I said this world is so perverse that they want to destroy anything. Amen, that is good or pure. Say, Pastor, are you mad? At I'm mad at the devil. I'm your shepherd. I'm, I'm giving you information and preaching to you right now to make sure you understand that your walk with God is, is, for, is for real. And, and you got to be for sure in everything that you do and living for God. Hey, man, if you sit in here today and you don't have a dad that's in the home, listen to your pastor. Listen to what your pastor, I'm going to help you live for God. Hey, man, if you'll do what your pastor says to do, you'll get to heaven. One of you young people don't have a dad and you need a dad to talk to you, call me on the phone, I'll talk to you. I will. I'll even teach you how to do some of the fun stuff of life like go duck hunting and freezing death. Isn't that right? As you listen the other day, I said, are you ready to go yet? He said, no, I'm okay. 
like, man, he's pretty tough. I'm ready to go. <laughs> we shot five ducks. And about another 30 minutes, I said, you ready to go? He said, yeah, I think so. I said, okay, let's go, huh? You know, just some, some of my woes in life, they're real simple woes, is when you step off into the pond and you realize you have a leak in both of your boots. That's the kind of woes I like to have. <laughs> you can deal with it for a little while. You say, how cold is that water? Well, probably about 32 degrees. It had a little ice around the edge, so it's got to be really close to that. But you know what the devil does? Is the devil would like to bring you woes, church, that would bring condemnation. He'd like to get you into a sinful lifestyle that would bring you entrapment when God has delivered you from that and delivered your children from that. Don't ever look back. Don't ever go back. Don't ever talk. Hey, if somebody doesn't want to come to church after you've witnessed to them, hey, man, say, God, I planted the seed. Move on. Hey, man, don't, don't get it. Tangled with the affairs of this life. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. I'm not talking about extramarital affairs. I'm talking about, amen, getting mixed up with things that'll drag you out of the church. You got to stay strong. There's people that go down to the gym every day. I just read an article about a man, 24-year-old man. And, and I'm getting older now, and I still, I still feel like I'm 24 years old just a little bit of the time. Used to be all the time, but it's not like that anymore. I never thought I'd hear myself admit to that. But 24 years old, and the picture of him sitting there is, Grinning at me in, in the news, he's dead. He's a Navy SEAL, or was, going through training. And something give out in his heart. And so I was just reading through his obituary of what his family wrote, and they said he was always on top of it, always at the top of everything that he did, always working out. And when you look at the picture of him, you can tell that he's a very fit person. He kind of has, you know, just people that work out all the time. You can just tell, man, that person's very strong. You just look at him, tell him, don't mess with him. They'll hurt you. Amen. Somebody has real strength, they'll, they'll hurt you. Don't mess with him. And I was looking at that picture, and I thought to myself, you know something? There's no guarantee of life, whether you're physically fit or spiritually fit. Or physically unfit or spiritually unfit. That young man never thought at 24 years of age that he would be in a, in a grave somewhere this morning. And so the point I'm trying to make with you is that while some men do it to obtain a corruptible crown, we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown because there's no guarantees on longevity or, the, or not having longevity of life and so what we have to do is we have got to pray we have got to get a hold of God we've got to keep our spiritual man strong amen it's not for people to see but it's in order amen to obtain the crown to finish the, the course amen Paul wrote he said I have fought the good fight of what? Faith. faith. Hey man, a man never preached more about faith because he knew it took faith to live for God. Hey God, I know you're going to do it. God, I know what you've spoken to my life, God. I have felt your presence. I know that you have done great things and mighty things. And so God, I'm going to make sure that my faith in you is strong. There's a man of God that has preached in this pulpit many times 
before I was pastor and as pastor. And today, he is getting older. His heart has failed him multiple, multiple times. And every time I talk to Brother Worth, how many knows Brother Worth? Every time I talk to him, I walk away walking a little taller. I walk away with a little stronger faith in my spirit. Why is that? It's because he tells me, Brother Character, he said, God is the one that has done it in my life. He said, I was 19 years old the first time I heard about God. He said, my parents never took me to church. He said, I was 19 years old when I received the Holy Ghost, was baptized in Jesus' name. And he said, when I was baptized in Jesus' name, he said, my mom and dad were already dead. He said, my brother was uh, taking care of me and, and things weren't good. And he said, Brother Character, God got a hold of my life and changed me and brought me out of that life of sin. And he said, he calls me to be what I am today. And he said, God has been so good to me. You know what he talks about is what God's done in his life. He doesn't sit around and say, oh, woe is me because I had 188 oblations in my heart 11 months ago and it didn't work and now I could die at any time. Oh, no. He said that I'm ready. He said I have fought the fight. I have kept the faith. Hey, man, and he tells me, Brother Character, you're going to build a church. Brother Character, the church in Hutchinson are great people. He said, don't ever quit being the pastor. Oh, come on, church. I'm trying to preach faith into your spirit. That the reason why we're where we're at today is because of a God that has brought me through. Because of my God who has set me free and renewed me in the Holy Ghost. My God is able. When the devil comes to you, saying of God to fight you, fight the good fight of faith. You know how faith, faith starts? When faith is run out, is you come back to an altar and you melt like butter in the altar. That God won't draw away from those who are of a broken and a contrite spirit. How long has it been since you cried? How long has it been since you wept? How long has it been since you said, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. Come on, I'm preaching to you today. Oh, the devil would like to sift you as wheat. Jesus said, Peter, <laughs> Peter. He said, Satan desires to fill you full of holes and to let your Holy Ghost you know what causes your Holy Ghost hey man to get full of holes hey man is because you haven't prayed because you haven't wept before God because you haven't said okay God not my will but your will be done come on I'm reaching for you today are you already checked out are you already ready for another session on the internet are you already ready for something else no I'm come today to bow my knee before God and say okay God you have prayed for me and so I'm here today to cry out to you oh I've got much more to preach I'm going to preach this a little longer the Holy Ghost is working on you. The Holy Ghost is drawing you to an altar. The blood of Jesus is here today. The only thing I will take time to preach today 
is Paul wrote, you got to have all the armor, every bit of it. You got to have all of it. But Paul said, above all, take that shield of faith. That's why the devil works on your faith, first of all. Because the devil knows that faith is your shield. And he tries to destroy your confidence in God. Don't let that shield of faith go unanointed. Those shields that Paul is referring to, not only were they a shield to quench the darts that would come against him, but those shields were as tall as the soldier. That shield, he could hide behind that shield when there was nothing else that he could do. That shield was a covering to him above. That during those times of warfare, Sister Dills, that those soldiers, that they would put the, everybody back then, it was a sin to be left-handed for anybody. You were, you were anathema in any society if you were left-handed. And so everybody had to be right-handed. And so they would offset the gates of the city that if you made it through the first gate, you had to turn to the left and expose your right side to try to make the other gate, to try to pierce that other gate to take the city. And so they, would, they called it the moving turtle. And all of those soldiers would stand shoulder to shoulder and they would take their shields and put it above their head and they would cover themselves so that the darts from above could not pierce their heart. How many is with me here today? Paul said, above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. By faith, through faith. All of those Old Testament heroes of faith, they did it by faith, through faith, in faith. How many is with me here today? Above all, I've got to take that shield of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And how shall they hear without a preacher? The devil would like to take the preacher out of your life. I don't ever want the epitaph to be the day the preacher died. The day the preacher died. The devil knows if the preacher can die in your life, if the pastor can be set aside, that he has you because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I've delivered my soul today. This altar is open. Oh God. If you need to pray today, this altar is open. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, this altar is open today if you need to pray. Oh God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. God, I need you today. Oh, every day I need thee. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, cry out to God. Oh, God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. God, I want to live for you, oh God. Oh. Come on, pour your heart out.
for each other.